podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And this week we are joined by guest mom, Jessica Jackley, who is going to be talking with us about her company, Altruists, which enables it so that all of our kids can flex their volunteer muscle and be good giving citizens. I love this. And it's a subscription box, Tara, and you love subscription boxes. I love subscription boxes. How many subscriptions do you have right now? I think I have at least four. Really? I think I might have just canceled one, so I'm down to four. (laughs) Do you do the clothing boxes or what? I don't do the clothing boxes. I have a tea subscription, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I get a little handful of teas every month. I do one of the subscription boxes where you get a little bit of everything. It's geared towards women. And so there's a clothing item and a household item and makeup. And then I have a makeup one that's just makeup. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How is that geared towards women? We need to break this cycle Uh, and stop that narrative. We should, but I mean, there's no dudes things in that box. (laughs) (laughs) Why are those women things though? Oh gosh, you're going to make me do this right now. I am. I know. It's been a long day, hasn't it? It has been a long day. I accept that I issued a gender stereotype and I will examine it. Mm -hmm. I will. I will. I stand corrected. It is a box for whomever would enjoy (laughs) clothing, household goods, makeup, and hair products. Whomever would enjoy that box, you subscribe to it. How about that? Whomever. That's perfect. (laughs) Inclusion. That's right. I... I stand and bow at the feet of Kaji, who schools me on this. I told you I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. None of us are perfect and all of us are still learning. That's right. And it's just fun to rib you a little bit on this. (laughs) Deserved. Deserved. Yeah. But you have these (laughs) subscription boxes Mm -hmm. and we both know that both of us love doing volunteer activities. And we've spoken a lot about how it is that we can start to develop this need to give back to the global community in our kids. Right. How to involve our kids in those activities, because we both want to do that more with our sons. In a way that doesn't seem performative, right? Right. In a way that starts to expose them to the world beyond their four walls and beyond the city in which we happen to live. Because both of our kids have a certain amount of privilege that they have been born into. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, most of the children who are listening from our listeners in the United States and Canada and um, even South Korea, our children have experiences that some children that are in other countries do not. They just don't understand some of the things and issues that a lot of other kids or other families deal with. So how can we expose and explain these things to our kids in a way that is I'm going to meet them where they are, like at their level. Right. And are authentic and make them feel like they're actually involved in something and not just being read something. Right. Right. Yes. Which is why I'm glad that we have Jessica today. Yes. To talk with us. And she's going to tell us about this subscription box that she created, which joins your two loves, Tara. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Altruism and stuff. That's right. <laughs> That's stuff right. and altruism. Right. So tell us a little bit about Jessica and then we will welcome her to the show. So Jessica is a serial entrepreneur. She's an investor and a founder of several companies. And what I love about her path through those entities is that she's typically been focused on financial inclusion, social justice, how to do good with what she's doing. And this altruist is just her newest venture, which we're going to be so excited to talk about. And if she didn't already sound like Superwoman, she's also a mom to four. So she's just doing it all. She does sound like Superwoman. She does. Can't wait to meet her. Very excited. Jessica, welcome to the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. 
Jessica, we're really excited to hear a little bit more about altruists. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about your motherhood journey. Share with us about your kids, your most enjoyable part of being a mom, how you're dealing with having the four kiddos at home right now, including a baby. And you mentioned something before you came on about doing this solo for a couple of minutes tonight. (laughs) Well, I mean, twist my arm. It's my favorite thing to talk about, my kids. (laughs) I have two 10-year-olds. I have 10-year-old identical twin boys, which is such a mind bender to start parenting that way, right? Nature, nurture, you know, here's the same genetic material. <laughs> what happens when it's the same input? Different? It's wild. It's, it's amazing. So my two boys, 10 years old, they're first. Then six-year-old sweet little boy, Asa. And then my little girl, my baby girl is, I can't believe I'm saying it, but 19 months now. So four 10 and under, but we were quite civilized with spacing three minutes and then three years and then five years. And the five years, I have to say, I highly recommend. (laughs) What do they call that? The bonus baby. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. (laughs) She was born a few weeks before the world got weird. Wow. It turned out to be incredibly good timing to have a baby in a lot of ways because we were all going to be hunkered down in the baby cave regardless. (laughs) And so we didn't even really notice that we were quarantined for the first bit of it. So not to make light, but it was, it was a gift to get to have her and have, she's so attached to everybody and it's, it's lovely. Jessica, some people who have had babies during the pandemic share how different their personalities are because these are kids that weren't socialized or around people outside of their home. Has that been your experience with Soraya? <laughs> I would have to say not so much. She has all her brothers. It's not insignificant, I think, to have three boys that Right now, as we were we were kind of laughing and not laughing so much about the fact that they're upstairs watching her right now for a few minutes while my husband gets up, <laughs> they are so into her. It's such a joy to watch them be siblings all together. So I'll, I'll just say this. She's had a lot of people loving on her and picking her up and carrying her around and talking to her so far. I haven't noticed a ton of difference, but there are four different data points. I mean, she is her own person too. So Hard to compare, but so far I don't feel like she's been that shell shocked like many little ones have been, I think, who maybe have not had as many people around them at home. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I love your point about having kids that are their own data points because kids, they're like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> And speaking of boxes, we want to talk about your subscription box, Altruist. What a segue. That was masterful. She's a a pro, (laughs) Jessica. She's a pro. Yeah. So we reached out and we love your new company. And if I remember correctly, this has been about a year in the making. And maybe you just had a public box go launch in June of 2021. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came up with this idea and the process of getting it going? Absolutely. And you know, I'm going to try to be masterful too. I don't know if I'll achieve it, but I'm going to try to answer your other questions from before as well, which are what are my favorite parts about being a parent? I'd like to think that some people listening might be nodding along when I say this, but for me, the greatest parts about being a parent are when it all feels like, you know, the dreams, right? The dreams that we have for just nailing it and all the aspirations that we might have had even growing up from years ago about how it would be and how we would be and how we'd show up and what we would teach our kids. And we'd have these beautiful moments, right? Those are the great parts. And I think the struggle is when I personally feel like I am falling short. I mean, you can't control the outcomes always. You can't control metrics in parenting are weird slash non-existent. So I say all this because the hardest moments are when I feel like I'm not living up to the dream that I had of who I could be as a mom every day nonstop because it's hard. It's really tough to maintain 
the standards that we might hold ourselves to. Right. So I say that because in the area of this all important values transfer, like here's what's most important in the world, kids. And here's not just how I'm going to tell you about it, but here's how I'm going to show you about it. And in fact, here's what we're going to do together to really galvanize these ideas. You know, when I became a parent, I thought, oh, I'll I'll do all these things. I'll, I'll volunteer with my kids regularly being one of them. Now, getting two and then three and then four kids out the door to do volunteer projects together when everyone's on a different nap schedule, snack schedule, you know, (laughs) new diaper, having a tantrum, whatever it is, it's hard to get out the door, you know, period. But especially when you want to go do something useful, helpful in a setting where there might be uh, very vulnerable individuals, where there's sensitive topics that are coming up, where, you know, you realize on the drive to the shelter, you've never really talked to your kids about homelessness or whatever. So, it's, a, it's really a tall order. And I found myself almost 10 years in last year uh, feeling like I'm missing the mark here. I wanted to do more. I wish I was doing better in this area. It, COVID, of course, exacerbated that. It couldn't go anywhere. And it felt it just felt kind of yucky to be existing in our own little bubble in this incredibly exaggerated way. Everyone was kind of tucked away inside. And the way we were, quote unquote, interacting with the world was through stuff that arrived at our home. And there are a lot of great things that arrived, right? Food, (laughs) groceries, when we were trying to be super safe and could afford to do that. But also, you know, a lot of really interesting subscription boxes that were given as gifts over the years to my kiddos. Mm -hmm. The STEM projects, great. Arts and crafts, love it. Cooking stuff, recipes, wonderful. All that was lovely, but I kept feeling like I was just this consumer and my kids were just consumers of stuff. And what I really wanted I wanted to be able to reach back out into the world in a way that was useful, in a way that contributed, right? I want my kids to show up as participants. And I didn't see anything that existed. And I certainly couldn't go out with them like I had tried to do in the past. It's not like we never went, but it just felt so piecemeal, so anecdotal. Like once we did this thing, once we read this book on clean water, you know, once we did that. So my kids had these wonderful memories of here and there when we do something, but to me, it's really an expression of belief and values. Like if I really say, I believe in service, I believe in generosity, I believe in compassion, and I want our family to live out those values, I wanted to do that in a regular way. So Altruists was born. Mm-hmm. We deliver every month a box with not just a volunteer activity, a volunteer experience, that's really the heart of it all, but sort of these layers before and after to really package it and pad the whole thing as a journey. There's five parts. Learn, connect, act. That's the volunteer part. Give and then do more. So learn, you get the fun facts, the not so fun facts. It's kind of a primer on the issue at hand, whether it's homelessness or clean water or hunger or any other thing that we're encountering in the next, um, we have like the next 18 months planned out. It's going to be really fun. But the issue at hand, we get, we teach kids about it. We, we help you as a parent have something that's a guide for you. We have answers to really tough questions, stuff like that. So it's a thousand words. I I think it's not too much, not too little. That is a a conversation starter and a primer on the issue. But after that, I didn't like the idea of just saying, great, now we've learned enough to be dangerous. Let's dive in. I wanted there to be a pause and a connection piece, an empathy building piece. So you just talked about a pause and a connection piece. And I wanted to pause because you've given us a lot to digest. And yeah, I know I, I gave long answers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, one thing that we as women, as mothers do is learn not to apologize for who we That's are. Right. Right? That's right. Right. Yeah. We love people and we accept people exactly where they are. And Tara and I 
we're listening. And I just want us to take a pause, like you suggested, Jessica, and talk a little bit about the components of each of these boxes. You started by sharing the learn piece. So let's take a couple of seconds. When we talk about learning, we talk about teaching our kids. It's so important because you touched about modeling, right? We don't want to just tell them what the right thing to do is. We want to show them. And I love that this box does that. So let's talk about a sample box. And what are some things that you give in the subscription box that show people, show parents and kids the learn aspect of it? Wonderful. And thank you for the pause, for (laughs) for the suggestion to do that. So what we do is working with experts, working with nonprofit leaders that are rolling up their sleeves and, and really working on these things day to day, working on solutions or interventions related to the issue at hand, people in academia. We try to get input from people who really know inside and out what this issue is about. So, for example, our very first box on housing and homelessness, we have this mini book, Learn, that goes over sort of here's what you need to know about this issue worldwide and domestically. We're going to be truthful, but not terrifying. We don't want kids to read this and just be you know, spinning and be depressed, quite frankly, at the end of it. We want, we want to introduce the issue, lay out the facts, the state of the world, highlight what needs to be fixed. And then we always make sure that we cover not just ways that this could look or feel to them so they can relate to the issue, but also the things that are happening in the world, the great people and organizations that are out there doing stuff to help. And we try to give a a broad perspective on that, but also keep it really at like intro level. Real quick, Jessica, on that piece, you mentioned intro level. What sort of age group is it geared toward? So we design, and and there's a lot of work that goes into this. We were trying to design pretty sharply for ages five to 10. But what we're finding is families with younger siblings, it's testing well, should I say, (laughs) with younger ages and older kids too. We had a 12-year-old give us really lovely feedback the other day on the second box, which is on them, saving the pollinators. It's a little adorable, if I I may say so. On the bees. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So cute. Yeah. So we're designing for that age group in terms of reading level, in terms of maturity level. And of course, we have to make assumptions. But We want the issues that we cover to be issues that parents would all want to talk about and want to bring up, but maybe haven't gotten around to it yet, or maybe have started, but we want to give them a more complete guide, opening it up and having conversations with your child or children. I will say this, after this season where so many of us have had kids at home and school has happened at home and very frequently with the facilitation and the work and the help of parents, to be honest, I was a little hesitant to... um, give too much curriculum. Yeah. I've tried to be thoughtful about it because I have to say anything that's like, hey, parents, teach your kids more stuff right now through these books. Like, I get that. So (laughs) a lot of it is learning by doing. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that we did as parents during the pandemic is all of us became teachers. And I like that this is an opportunity to teach our kids about kindness and values. And we talked about this in our last episode about how we can raise kind kids in our last guest mom. I listened to that episode. It was lovely. Oh, yeah. Well, Nadine. Shout out to Nadine. She was mighty kind. Yeah. And that's what I love about having this platform and having so many guest moms who see a need, who see something in the world that they want to improve and actually do it and take action. And action is one of the other components of your box. So tell us about how people and kids and parents and families can really take action through one of the special volunteer projects that are designed and come with the boxes. 
Absolutely. So you learn about the issue. You connect through stories of kids usually, and sometimes it's families, but for now it's been kids who have experienced this issue probably in a very different way than recipients of this box have. So kids who've experienced homelessness, lack of housing all around the world. And they're very short stories. It's just a few sentences each, but it's a profile of, I think in the housing box, there are six kiddos that we profile. So that's part two. Then part three is the taking action. So we reached out to one of my favorite nonprofits called New Story. They build houses and in fact, entire neighborhoods and communities in Mexico and around the world. What we wanted to do was invent, like dream up a new way that kids and families could engage with them. So when we began these conversations, we had a number of ideas. And the one we settled on was kids could make, not only could they color in a little postcard and write a note, it's almost always part of what happens. So there's a real like personal touch there, but also kids make a keychain out of these beautiful, colorful wooden beads and this little vegan leather cord and a key ring. And they make a keychain that they mail back to the partner. It's amazing to me to think that kids can be a part of this moment, but New Story puts the brand new house key for the very first house that, you know, a family's going to move into, a house that they just built. They put the key on this keychain that our kiddos, our altruist community kids have made. So children learn about, there's all sorts of interventions, all sorts of assistance programs, things like that. But they learn about a pretty direct, easy to understand, very kid-friendly one, which is when people don't have homes, some organizations like New Story build them new homes. Mm -hmm. You get to be a part of that special moment. Here's how, right? Yeah. I love that. So it's so inventive because it must be hard to think about putting together boxes that you want to ship in a large geographic region and being able to give people in multiple areas something they can do, right? Because you've got different areas with different groups. And that's such an inventive way to help kids feel like they're part of a story. And it's just an easy, small token that really puts them into the heart of it. I love it. What an incredible thing you guys came up with. Thank you. Well, if I if I can geek out for like two sentences and just put my entrepreneur hat on. So you look at this space, volunteerism, if you will, as its own sort of economy. And it's, you have, I mean, 90% of people say they want to volunteer more, but it's really difficult to find and schedule opportunities. And yes, you can dig around for stuff online. But additionally, and it feels like a throwaway point, but additionally, people say that they don't volunteer as much as they aspire to because the opportunities just aren't that interesting or it's the same old, same old stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we can roll our eyes at that or say, huh, I want to be curious and learn more. As I looked at the space, it turns out (laughs) nonprofits, God bless them. They're working their butts off. They have so much to get done and not enough time, not enough people, not enough funding. So to have any energy spent towards carving out any volunteer activities at all, the ones that do that are already ahead of the game, but that's usually where it stops because they don't have the bandwidth, nor do they have often the skill set or the, you know, the expertise to design beautiful experiences within the set of things that are useful to them. Yeah. But for the volunteer, like who's thinking about volunteer experience design, right? So that's something we wanted to try to do, do better so we can link up this willing like world of would-be volunteers with nonprofits that want and need their support. And my hope is that this is a first step and a great step. It's not a step I'm apologizing for, but often it's a very, it's a first small step, but I hope it's the first of many and it can be sort of the gateway drug to getting way more involved, right? (laughs) Yeah. So if our families who are listening want to take this first step and also participate and be a part of the altruist community, what are some things that they can do? The very best thing to do is go to our website, which is altruists. And we did the the thing where you misspell the word a little bit, but it's intentional. A-L-L-T-R-U-I-S-T. 
ts.com. So altruists.com and check out a box. We just ship the box on the bees. We try to brand and have a presence that's very unifying, not otherizing. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. And so the first box, the sort of tagline that you see, the first thing that you see when you open it up is we all need shelter. And this this month is we all need bees. And the next month is we all need food. And then November, the box is on refugees and it's all are welcome. And then in um, December, it's clean water. We all need clean water and on and on and on. I don't have to give you the whole <laughs> lineup, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of really beautiful things coming up. And while the subscription is the main, the core product, you sign up for one month at a time or prepay for three, six, whatever fits for you. We are going to be able to sell one-off boxes shortly in the next few weeks and months as we get there. I mean, we're a tiny, tiny team. So signing up for a month by month subscription lets people sort of try it out, see if they like it. I hope they do. And either way, I'm really all ears for feedback. So we are just brand new out of the gate. So if anybody does try it out and has thoughts, I would love to listen. Yeah. How can they submit feedback? I know I've seen you guys on Instagram at Altruists. Is there a support email on the website they can use as well? Yep. You can just send anything to hello at altruists.com. That's really easy and I'll see it right away. Perfect. And we're going to put all of that in our show notes as well. So we'll make sure that they they have it at their fingertips. Thank you. And Jessica, your kids have been self-sufficient and I cannot believe the 10-year-olds are taking <laughs> care of the 19-month-old. Listen, they deserve ice cream for dinner for that one. <laughs> Look, just to be super touchy-feely, I knew I would love becoming a parent if I was ever given that gift. And I was, and then I was given two at once and it was the best, but I like I love it. And it's hard. I mean, we all do, right? It's, I love it. And I, the greatest joy is seeing the older boys, not just the twins, but my six-year-old as well, just love on their sister. And they're good at it. They're really good at it. They were taking turns. They had the, um, a timer going to, to ding every five minutes to rotate reading her little books and playing with her. So hmm. I haven't heard anything crazy upstairs. I'm sure it's good. My husband did text like three minutes ago and said he's home. So that's all I guess went well. We, we <laughs> yes. cleared the hurdle. Well, what you can do is just continue to stay in the room by yourself and pretend you're on this interview even after we let you go. <laughs> oh, this is a two hour conversation, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Girl, we got you. And you just say, you just say, I'm still on. No, keep, right. keep your headphones on, keep that door closed and text your husband back. Said, Yeah, it went really long. We was engaged. Oh, yeah. Engaging. Yeah. You know? And then your husband will say, Wait, are you running bathwater in there? Like, no, you know, we we are just moving the conversation to a different room. Yeah. So you mentioned the gift of motherhood and you have given all of us mothers and all of us parents this gift with altruists. I'm curious before we let you go and head back out or staying in the room, what is it that you want your kids to know about altruists in this venture and what you as a mother have done and the impact you're leaving on the world? Oh, wow. Your questions are so lovely. Thank you. It feels like a privilege to answer them here. So I've involved them as much as I can. They are always my testers. So sometimes they'll have done an activity two, three times before it shows up in the box in its current form. They understand that the goal is, broadly speaking, to try to make it easier for everybody to help, for everybody to contribute and be kind to each other. And my hope is that first and foremost, they see me fighting hard to work on something and build something that I believe in, that I love, and that does perpetuate love in the world. It's my goal. I know it sounds flowery and maybe a little much, but I believe 
if I am so fortunate as to get to choose what I work on and choose how I spend my waking hours most days outside of parenting, I want to do something that matters and that is that is really worth it. And so I think they see that. I hope they see that. And I just hope that this helps them think about showing up in the world as givers, as contributors. So that's my hope and my dream. Oh, that's wonderful. And they see it, Jessica. They see it and they know it. And we see it. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you for raising givers. Thank you for raising contributors. And thank you for raising our collective consciousness so that we can also make sure that we impart on our kids some of the same values and kindness and sharing and giving and being that you have shown and are giving to your four kids. So for that, thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a joy it is to speak with both of you. You're just saying that because we're rescuing you from four kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, new friend, the pleasure and the joy is all ours. So again, Tara mentioned that we were going to put all of the ways that we can connect with you and also with Altruist in our show notes. And is there anything else you would like to say to um, our podcast family before we let you head on out? Hmm. I think I would just like to say this. It's just been on my mind a lot. I hope this fits and feels relevant in the conversation, but as my own sort of spiritual, ethical disclaimer, like I, I see that this can be done in a lot of wrong ways. You know, like I, I don't want this to just be a thing that is purchased that makes us feel better when there's so much work to do and that one small thing is enough or it's tricky, right? Because I think anything, any effort, any, um, discreet project or contribution, of course, it can be seen as just a tiny thing that that isn't enough, I guess. I, I keep coming back to that phrase. But I really believe that this can be something that can start conversations, that can start other actions. So, you know, I'm doing my very best not to have blind spots. I'm doing my very best to make this, quite frankly, I mean, it's a $50 box right now. And my goal is, one of my many goals with this is to make it more affordable, maybe figure out ways to have programs where it's sponsored and, and given to anybody who wants one. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Certainly having had a background in the nonprofit sector, my my framing is always, you know, how to do the most good, how to serve the most people, but I'm trying to build a sustainable little machine that'll, that'll be alive and be able to <laughs> produce this thing. And that costs money. I imagine the listeners of this podcast have opinions and perspectives and wisdom that I lack and you know, because we're all only one person. And so I truly want to get this right or just not wrong at very least. So if you see something, if you have ideas for issues to cover or ways to approach something, I I really genuinely would love input. I've had great suggestions and, and contributions so far from my wonderful community of mama friends. And I'd love for that community to grow and expand so I can be smarter and smarter about how to approach all these things that we're going to we're going to talk about through the through the box experiences. Well, fantastic. You absolutely have started the conversation and so we hope that people do get connected and stay connected. And you've started the conversation, but we're about to end the conversation. So, <laughs> again, thank you so much for your time and thank you again for starting this wonderful company. It's like a movement and we hope that it continues to grow and build. And if we can support you in any way, please reach out to the Motherhood in Black and White family. We're here for you, Jessica. Thank you so much. And right back at you. This is such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, you too. I'm going to sit in this room for two more hours. (laughs) (laughs) At least two, at least two. I really hope that Jessica takes our advice and stays in that room for two more hours. 
It's a brilliant plan. It is. It is. As you were saying it, I was like, how can I get into a room by myself for two hours? <laughs> and it kind of sounded maybe that I've done that before. I mean, it felt like it wasn't on the spot. It felt like <laughs> something you have absolutely cooked up or done with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Tara. Yes. Truth time. Yes. Have you ever on the way home either taken a detour or sat in the garage for a few minutes before you enter the house. Listen, I can beat that. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I one time had to go out of town for a trip and that conference didn't start until Thursday and I might've left on Wednesday <laughs> 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 and sat in a hotel room by myself for a day. Maybe I did that. Maybe. And since my husband doesn't listen to this podcast, he'll never <laughs> find out. So it's okay. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. But put that one down in your plans, ladies, because it works. <laughs> what also works is having a plan with how we can teach our kids how to be givers, how to be contributors. Mm. And I love that Jessica saw a need. Yep. And she filled that need with this subscription box company, Altruist. And I love everything about it. One thing that I've noticed is... You know, our kids want to do more. Our kids want to be involved and they want to learn. And I think it's up to us to kind of find the way to help them to do that, to help them to deliver activities and things that are going to show them how they can show up in the world. I agree. I uh, I also want to say, you know, toward the end there, she was talking about, you know, wanting it to feel like an activity that people are really engaged in and not just another box to get on their porch. And I can mm-hmm. appreciate that. Or not wanting to burden parents with having to teach more information. But I think it's a great way to just open that door and open a conversation in an easy, efficient, thoughtful way. I love it. Right. And like Jessica said, it's just starting the conversation. Right. There have been times when we've taken Roman to volunteer. And of course, during the time right now with the pandemic still ongoing, we're not able to go out and do volunteer Mm -hmm. events in person, which is why I like the fact that these boxes come to your house. They come to your door. Listen, if we're getting Amazon boxes and groceries delivered, Mm -hmm. let's also get goodness delivered, right? Exactly right. I agree with you. So super excited to get my first altruist box. And podcast family, I hope that you also take the time to learn more and explore and find out if this subscription box is right for you and for your family. And I hope that it is. And I have a feeling it will be. And a shout out to Nadine Fonseca, who came up on this episode. We were talking about Mighty Kind. We're kind of on a theme lately with our kids. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to that episode that Jessica referenced, make sure you go back. It's only two weeks back. And for future episodes, make sure you're following us. You don't want to miss these episodes. We have so much coming up for you guys, and we're just bringing it to you every week. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. We will be back next week, same time, same place as we head into the autumnal season. Fall, here we come. And we're going to come in with a twirl and some flair. Take good care, podcast family. <laughs>